Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Logan the Barbarian. And today is Zine Thursday. And boy, I've got a lot of zines for you today. So let's get started. Now, I, I tend to, like I've said before, I tend to review things that I have copies of. And I had a few things that were slightly misfit things that I'm not sure I could have gotten a full Zine Thursday episode out of. And I want to go over a few of them real quick. Where to start? I guess I'll start with Down with the Bears Wazee. Now, I backed this, I believe it was a Kickstarter. It may have been SideQuest or something like that. It's been a while. About a year ago, I'm going to say I backed it, and it came in. It's a pretty simple game. It came with a single character sheet, pretty stripped down. And the back has like a little newspaper Terrorists at large, criminals and uprising cause panic. The uh, front cover is simply, it says down with the bourgeoisie, and it's got like the little power to the people fist in the air, but it's a little bear fist. The system seems like a simple one, and, and there's not a lot of elaboration on it. There is uh, uh, the player section or the player version where you're, you're rolling up your bears. You have two stats, apparently, prol and bear. Whenever you do bear things, as it says, let's see here. If you, when you do something that had outcome is uncertain, roll a D6. You are doing something related to your skills. Roll two dice and take the lowest option. If your result is below or equal to your stat, you succeed. So you don't have very high stats. Your two stats are bear and prol, each with their own separate skills. Both stats start at three. Bear stats are used to do bear things like mauling stuff, shrugging off damage, catching fish, and being scary. Prol stats are used to do everything else. So you're kind of playing little workers who are fed up with the system and being exploited by the bourgeoisie. You're little prol bears fighting to uh, fighting to liberate yourself. And then it's got a couple random tables here that about the bourgeoisie and the setting of the game you're going to run. It says it's probably probably preferred to do one shots with, not a long campaign, but it does talk about doing a longer game uh, and multiple game sessions with it and how to do that. There is not a whole lot of elaboration on any game system stuff or things like that. And like I said, it's mostly just setting stuff. There's about one, two... It's, it's literally two pieces of paper put together. So I guess that would be like eight total, including the covers pages. And then on top of that, it came with the actual character sheet. It's a neat little zine. It's fun to have. I may run it one day when the group's together and we don't have anything to do and we need to pull something out quick. <laughs> All right. I'm moving on to my next one again. A very rules light zine, weird. That's W Y R D, an ultra rules light OSR sword and sorcery game for one to three players. Very similar in the way that it is. It is only the two sheets together, uh, eight total pages, including the front and back covers. Now, weird is a simple, stripped down, very rules light, minimalist role playing game. It seems for just running a D and D type style game. You have the stats of vigor, mind, and power. Vigor is your physical well-being. Mind is your mental aptitude. Power is your strength. And for your stats, you roll a 1d3 on this. A lot of this uses lower denominations like 1d2s and 1d3s. 
I can see that if somebody is not used to role-playing games, picking this up might confuse them and frustrate them trying to get the denomination slots and stuff like that, trying to make sure they uh, have the right dice. Uh, a seasoned player like, oh, okay, I know how to roll a 1d2. I know how to roll a 1d3. Amounts of magic. So when it comes to things like weapons and magic, it's very vague on what you're getting. You have slots and how much damage these things can do, etc., the actual spells aren't like listed out. They're kind of like giving you an idea how to create a spell and then implement that, how you would make a spell happen using this much damage or that much damage. The combat itself, too, there's not a lot for rules. So, like I said, rules light. This is leaning possibly even into what they call FKR territory. I'm not sure. I'm I'm less I'm less uh, knowledgeable on that. I'm only aware of it. And your character sheet itself in the back is extremely stripped down. You get little spots for weapons, armor, spells, your gold notes, your renown and disdain. There's, there's a whole rule set of how to gain renown and stuff like that, or a whole little bit on how you would gain renown and things like that. So not a lot to it. I'm imagining if I was going to run this, I would probably be coming up with a lot of the rules myself at the table. All right, I'm going to move on to my next zine, which is one of the newest things I got. And I, I think this was either from, this was from, either from, I think this was the, not zine quest, but the one, the zine month that happened earlier this year. This one is Gig Economy oh, for Old School Essentials. Now, I want to point out, I love the art on the front cover. We have the little characters. And we have like a little town map that, that's really nifty, kind of isometric built. And the front has nice little cartoon characters of uh, little D&D party type people you run into. So Gig Economy, it is, it is a, a little zine of NPCs for you to use. Uh, NPCs hired to accompany players on their adventures go by many names, including hirelings, flunkies, henchmen, meat shields, hired hands. And today in, in this zine, we will refer to them as retainers for simplicity. Now it gives you a process, like a sort of hiring process for using it in the game, where uh, looking to see what hirelings or folks are available to hire to help your party and is based on roles. Uh, one thing that's helpful is that every single spread or whatever has 20, well, the first one is lackeys, the lackeys, you have 20 lackeys. Beyond that, you have 20 townsfolk and each one of them is 20 so if you're going to roll you're going to take a d20 and you can roll and randomly find who's available now this says it's for old school essentials and you're probably going to want to use it for old school essentials i guess if you're buying this but you can use this for anything it, i don't see any reason this can't be used for fifth edition the actual npcs you're getting the actual hirelings are statless they give you information from the name just Ian. This is a town folk, by the way. Just Ian. Well, yes, I am Ian. Oh, no, not that Ian. Yes, I'm sure. Sorry to disappoint. Clothing, boring, unarmed, bowl of oatmeal and a spoon. That's what you get if you roll a one. You get Ian, just Ian. Now, if you roll a higher and if you roll a 20, you're going to get someone a little more helpful. Their name precedes them. Sought after. Never fear. Ian is here. He, this Ian, Ian the Admired, which is at the 20, you get, or that one has armor, leather armor, a short sword, and 50 foot of rope, plus a grappling hook. So a little bit more useful to your party while you're adventuring. And it's supposed to get from uh, not as helpful to most help, 
helpful going from one to 20 for this part of the process of rolling and finding hirelings or retainers. So you have townsfolk that are common and townsfolk that are uncommon. And each one of them has like a little descriptor with a list of what they bring to the table. Now you have the seven core classes of old school essentials. This is the basic game where you have fighters, thieves, clerics, and magic users, as well as dwarfs, halflings, and elves. So you're getting a fighter page of 20 that describes them. Let's roll, let's roll at 20 and see who we who we end up with here. A 14. So the fighter we rolled is Corso the Lovely. All smiles, but not a single tooth. A class act and great companion regardless. Corso the Lovely has armor, leather, a short sword, and a bar of soap. So at least we've got a cleanly traveler. He's not going to smell. You get your thieves. I'm going to do a roll on the thieves, and we'll check one of them. Oh, I rolled a one. I got the worst possible thief to find. Jory Moppets, the most heavy-footed, accident-prone thief this side of the river. His clothing is rags, unarmed, and he has sweaty cheese. Hmm, cheese. Sweaty cheese. The clerics, I rolled a 15. Hedrim Moraine grew up in the frozen north and knows a thing or two about survival. Armor, leather, staff, and big fur jacket. Now, like I said, we got those seven. Then you got the process at the back, the hiring pool, and then a quick hiring process of how to figure out who's available, who you run into in a town, et cetera, et cetera. Overall, the usefulness in this is that you kind of come up with a few unique elements for the character, an idea of who this is. If it's a DM, hopefully you can take that and run with it and kind of make some interesting, memorable characters. I think I'll end up using it in conjunction with that New Castles and Crusades book, the NPC Codex one that came out, where it is uh, just stats. And I therefore I can go, okay, this is a thief, sounds like a level, whatever. I'll go pull stats out. I have the description, the idea of the thief so on and so forth, I can go with it. Now, the last one I have today on Zine Thursday, or ones, is Darkest Dungeon, Darkest Demons, and Darkest Devils. Now, the fun part about this is there's three little zines, but they're printed up in the format of Jack Chick Tracks. They look like Jack Chick Tracks. So if you're listening to this, this like most people who watch this, who listen to this, listen to it on some sort of podcast streamer, you might want to go check out the YouTube today because I'm probably going to post this on YouTube so you can see these little things. They're the cutest little things. Uh, if you're not familiar with Jack Chick Tracks, they were religious tracks that were, I guess they're still around. I definitely remember them around in the 80s. And there was a big anti-Dungeons and Dragons one. I think it was called Dark Dungeons. Let me, let's me let see if they even mention them here. Because I know that it, it, it talks about them. Uh, and, and it says that everything in this book is a parody. Now, what it is, is in Darkest Dungeons itself, the first of these three little Jack Chick Track looking zines, you get a story or an adventure that's very much based on that original anti-D&D comic that Jack Chip put out back in the day. Like the character names are lifted from there. The whole entire adventure itself is kind of a story-driven adventure. It seems like this is probably intended to be used for 5th edition, although it does not explicitly say at any point, mostly because of the stats. And I'll get into that. So the story itself 
It is a little bit, I would say it's a little bit railroady, but once you read through it, if you're wanting to run this as a full scenario, you can kind of do it location-based and more sandboxy. If you know, you already kind of know what you're doing if you're going for that. You don't have to follow the cues and things that are kind of given on the zine itself. Now, one of my favorite parts of the Darkest Demons and the Darkest Devil books, even more so than the parody of the original Jack Chick track, because they have tons of demons and devils in them. Now, demons, they're saying, let me let me just pull that out and talk about the demons and read what they say. We still got a few minutes here. Our entities of pure chaos. They are not bound to the laws of man, physics, or existence. They are creatures spawned of intense evil, despair, or other extreme unhealthy emotion who inhabit or possess intelligent creatures and use them to manifest their true forms in the physical world. And the zine just kind of gives you a whole bunch of demons. I don't, it, it looks like the same person did the art in this throughout them. I will see. I think that there should be at least a digital form available for sale. I'm going to be honest. I don't know where you're going to be able to pick up the physical ones at this point. Or if I find that, I will put it in the show note. It seems like one of those things that may not be physically available all the time. And then the devils kind of goes the opposite direction with devils than they do with demons. Unlike chaos of demons, they are insidiously lawful. By their pact with the heavens, they can only claim souls willfully given. It's not too unusual, though, for a devil to try to claim a soul through coercion or nefarious means. In dark places beneath the notice of gods, many a soul has been tortured from a soft pliant mortal by another for nefarious purposes so i think it's pretty self-explanatory darkest devils kind of goes into different devils that you can use in in your actual campaign or your games or some of them are actually used in the adventure some of the stuff but you can you kind of pick and choose and i think you do a lot with these things if you really wanted to i think this may be for fifth edition because some of these numbers are outrageous you got a level eight creature here with hit points of 170 seems a little excessive to me. I tend to play games where I'm rolling a D8 for hit dice. So the highest possible for a level eight creature would be, well, eight times eight, not 170. <laughs> so I would probably, the biggest thing I would shift for use here is using the level for the hit dice uh, in order to run it for some kind of BX or wizardry or something along those lines. If I actually wanted the players to physically combat these devils and demons, which you may not be wanting that as much, but definitely the hit the hit points themselves kind of blew my mind how high some of them were. In early D and D, some of those creatures would be the kinds of like some of the greatest of evils you'd actually run into. Those seem pretty powerful to me and the demons themselves seem pretty demonic in the sense that like old demons and stuff and biblical type things tend to tend to look kind of wonky. That's about all I have for today. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please give us a positive review wherever you're listening. You can find me on Facebook. Just search Wobblies and Wizards. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. I am on Twitter at LogarHaleCrom. We have a Patreon. We could really use your support. Patreon.com backslash Wobblies and Wizards. And as always, keep those dice rolling. <laughs>